Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. The iron flute case 96, Gantos, Three Worlds. A monk asked Gonto, when the three worlds threaten me, what shall I do? Gonto answered, sit down. I do not understand, replied the monk. Gonto said, take up that mountain and bring it to me. And then I will tell you. That's the koan, but as is always the case with the iron flute, there are a few comments. So I will go back to the beginning. A monk asked Bonto, when the three worlds threaten me, what shall I do? Gogai comments, carry them on your shoulder. Anto answered, sit down. You have given him another burden. I do not understand, replied the monk. You do not even know you've slipped. Anto said, pick up that mountain and bring it to me, and then I will tell you. Buddha. Man who makes himself a Buddha instantly should also make others Buddhas. General, if Gonto had not given his second answer, his Zen would not have been questioned by others. Yogi the Senzai. One might think he meant to sit down on the three worlds or have the monk seat himself. Come against the sun, let's have some tea. General, if the monk asked me what to do when the three worlds threatened, I would answer, world of desire, world of form, world of the formless. If the monk then said he could not understand it, I would answer, eastern mountain walks on the river. Fugai, let me carry the koan. If the monk questioned me, I should say, dewdrop. If he still complained that he couldn't understand, I would say, turns into gems on a lotus leaf. Genro's verse. First, I will do four lines of the verse and then Fugai's line by line. Three worlds piled up. The Zen monk sits on one cushion. Ganto opened his mouth to say, Pick up that mountain and bring it to me. 
waves break on the heavens. Throw that cushion out. The world is still in my ear. Last night, someone stole that mountain. You're having a wonderful time. <laughs> Which world are you in? Today's the last full day of our harvest session. Tomorrow, We'll be celebrating our Jukai students' vow and litany. And whether you've taken or will take the precepts or are still wondering. For each of it, each one of us here, it is a recommitment to this endless path. Session has flown by. Even though every now and then you have a sitting where you think the clock must have stopped. Indeed, the clock has stopped. You are just being. Time, as Dogen said. The passage of these uniquely subtle and mysterious days 
from bright sun to mist, rain. This morning is darkness. Now, brightness again. And the trees are bare, exposed. And we too, little by little, dropping all our karmic accretions, our separated identities, ego entities, limitations we thought defined us. Things just fall away. I mind. And being just as we are, not as we think we should be. Isn't that refreshing? Feeling acutely the Heart Sutra's line, no hindrance in the mind. No hindrance, therefore, no you. Just this as this. Today's koan features Gantro Zenkatsu Zenji, who lived from 828 to 887. Indeed, an outstanding master, one of Tokusan's heirs. And he was brother monk and a very important mentor to Simple. Many koans and stories feature the two of them and Ganto alone. And I'm sure many of you remember Toksan carries his bowls. Yes? Raise your hand if you remember Toksan carries his bowls. See, many. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> that koan, Ganto tried to save Seppo from what? Delusion. You might say he tried to save him from himself. After receiving transmission from Tokson, 
Gontil worked as a ferryman, carrying passengers from this shore to the other shore. Um, a lake, large lake, and later lived on Mount Gontil, which he got his name. So I just wanted to give you a sense of what kind of master he was by reading a couple of cases from the Blue Cliff Record. This is case 51. When Seppel was living in his hermitage, two monks came to pay their respects. Seeing them coming, Seppel pushed open the gate and presented himself, saying, What is this? One of the monks also said, What is this? Seppo lowered his head and went back inside. Later, that monk went to see Gonto, who asked, Where are you from? He said, I have come from Renan. Ganto asked, did you go to see Seppo? The monk replied, yes, I have been to see him. Ganto said, what did he say? The monk related the encounter. Ganto said, alas, I regret that I did not tell him the last word when I was with him. If I had done so, no one in the whole world could have bested him. At the end of the summer training period, the monk again brought up the story and asked Gonto for his instruction. Gonto said, why didn't you ask me earlier? The monk said, I didn't dare say anything. Gonto said, Seppo came to life in the same way that I did. He does not die in the same way. If you want to know the last word, I'll tell you simply this. This. This saying came to life in the same way that I did. You understand? What is he saying? to awaken me, yes. But he does not die in the same way that I do. What is this? Returning. Hmm? Returning. Returning to teaching, to doing whatever it is that is now obligated to give away. The other koan is prescient of the way Gonto died. This is case 66. Gonto asked the monk, where are you coming from? 
where are you from? So often we encounter this question. Where are you from? What world have you just Monk said, from the Western capital, Bonto said, after the rebel Kozo passed through there, did you pick up his sword? The monk said, yes, I have it. Bonto stretched out his neck before the monk and let out a great shout. The monk said, Master's head has fallen. Ganto roared with laughter. Later, the monk visited Seppo, who asked, where are you coming from? The monk said, from Ganto's place. Seppo asked, what did he say to you? The monk recounted the story. Seppo gave him 30 blows and drove him out. had many monks study with him. And it was a time of great political and social upheaval, not so different from our own. I don't know what we have that would be the equivalent of bandits, probably all those people running everything. <laughs> but in that day and age, the bandits were searching for loot. They surrounded his temple. All the monks ran off to hide in the forest. Gonto just Bandits ran in, couldn't find anything valuable. One of them stabbed Gonto. And at the moment of his death, he gave a great shout that could be heard for miles and miles away. Pastor's head has fallen. And as many of you know, about 800 years later, this story became a source of great anxiety for Hakuin and Kakuin-senji. Even the great Ganto was unable to avoid such a terrible fate. What good is then, anyway? So he became involved in literary and artistic pursuits. But somehow, that 49%, 51% in his case didn't quite couldn't evade his own destiny. Threw himself more fully than ever into strenuous practice. 
lives, visiting various teachers, and ending up at Shoenji in his native Para. And this was when he was about 23 years old. And while he was there, Mount Fuji erupted, followed by tremendous earthquakes. All the monks ran out of the temple, buckling just just like Ganja, bowing to awaken. And afterwards, he went on a solitary retreat, and while sitting, heard distant temple. That sound pierced him through and through. And he shouted, Oh, Ganto is alive! This koan, monk comes to Ganto and says he's perturbed by the three worlds. What are the three worlds in Buddhism? Go ahead. Desire. Desire is the first world. The world of form. Form. Realm of formlessness. And formlessness, yes. So you might say three aspects of samsara. All of us live in these three worlds. We grow old in these three worlds and fall ill, die in these three worlds. And so this monk, perhaps he's noticed that he seems to be stuck in the first world. You've heard of first worlds. <laughs> he's making the continuous rounds again and again. In the world of desire. Which, by the way, includes the six realms of existence in Buddhist cosmology. Anyone want to take a stab at those six realms? Hell. <laughs> the one you know best? I, <laughs> hungry ghost. Okay, you know that one too. <laughs> Anyone else have an affinity for one of the six realms? Animals. Animals. What? Anyone else? Hmm? God realm. Oh, that's her affinity. Good neighbors. And also mm -hmm. the fighting ones, right? Asuras. Did anyone mention humans? You say a lot. Yeah, the mortal realm. Mm -hmm. The mortal realm. The human. 
Yeah, they're all yes, that's right. So anyway, I think that we uh, probably can understand the monks' concern because I think most of us have had some experience, perhaps not right now, being caught up in the world of desire. What would you like? Anything? A bath. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> <laughs> My bed. Huh? Chocolate. Chocolate? See me later. <laughs> <laughs> My bed. Your bed. Oh. Somebody let him put his head in your lap. <laughs> but basically, the world of desire is the world of lack, isn't it? It's feeling. Never really filled that. Bob Dylan put it, I've got a hole where my stomach disappeared. Craving, thirst, longing, regret. Anxiety and feeling of alienation that spoke about so eloquently yesterday. Never really fitting in, feeling as though you don't even inhabit your own body. Basically, everything the Buddha meant when he taught the noble truth of. However, good news is that due to our fortunate rebirth in the human realm, and due to the fact that we have encountered the Dharma, we can, through steady practice, dedicated and ceaseless zazen. By ceaseless, I mean not just touching down for a few and then off wandering again. We can experience the second and third worlds. Maybe just briefly, first. How many of you have thought to yourself, that was a moment, that was a moment, but it's over, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Because we think that it's in time, but it's not. It is being time. Therefore, it has no ending. So, 
They may seem fleeting, but these openings bring deepening faith and understanding as the diamond sutra. These openings change us at a cellular level. And so we begin to question our belief that we're locked in, that we have to keep going around and around again and again in the same old cycles. And these cellular changes are what bring us to session after session, what bring us to, I really want to take lessons. I deeply yearn to become a monk or a nun. I want to find out why I have this great fortune of being born. What is my life? So this monk, who says he is threatened by the three worlds, might have conceived of the second world, higher realm of true form, where beings are not ruled by desire. It's a place he ought to be able to enter. Those beings in the world of form, what are they made of? I was saying concepts. Light. We recite Atadi. At that moment, we are in second world. We are light itself. natural state of beings in the second world, the monk would have heard 
knowing a little about Buddhist cosmology is bliss. And he wants something. <laughs> From the world of desire, I want some bliss. Third world, formless world. spiritual realm in which beings abide in perfect equanimity and limitless space. Okay. I can have some of that too. So he goes to Ganto, hoping for some direction, some guidance, some, okay, here's what you do. Here's the key to unlock yourself from the world of desire and to the other two. But, as we all know, we cannot get it from someone else. You may remember the story of Ganto and Snuppo being snowed in at an inn, snowed in, for several days. And Ganto said to Snuppo, haven't you heard that what comes in through the front gate is the front gate? Our senses. The front gate. In other words, what we read, what we hear from others. The front gate is not a family treasure. Seppo asked Dante, well, then what should I do? Ganto said, from now on, if you want to be capable of great teaching, let everything flow forth from your own Then it will cover heaven and earth. And at that, Seppo woke up. So, getting back to this monk, who's locked in the world of desire and yearning to experience the world's Form and formlessness, wanting to know what to do. Fubai says, oh, carry them on your shoulder. Feeling oppressed by the three worlds? Oh, on your shoulder. think that these three worlds are somehow something out there 
pick them up and carry them. Or we might cut this koan completely short and say, three worlds? What are you talking about? A cup of tea. You don't get sense of this. Sekito Kisan Zenji, who lived about a hundred years before Gonto, said this The three worlds and the six realms only appearances produced by your own mind, like reflections of the moon in water or images seen in a mirror. How can this mind be subject to birth and death? If you know this well, you will lack for nothing. We have even a glimmer of this. We can play freely in three worlds. We can feel our true home is this endless dimension, pure land, mountains, rivers. Well, ask the question. What shall I do, Gonto said. Sit down. When you have a friend who's going through some difficult things and you want to help, and you say, sit They not understand what we're talking about. What is a skillful way to look at this? Put it in your body. Put it into your body. Put it into your body. Put it into your body. Tell your friend, put it into your body. <laughs> okay? Let's see. <laughs> what? Don't tell us that. Or we might say many times when we hear this, right? Sit down and shut up. <laughs> so this inside us, there is this, please, what am I going to do? Tell me, what should I do? Sit down. Shut up. 
experience your own And here we are, sitting four days, one moment, entering the world of form and formlessness directly, experiencing form is exactly shunyata, shunyata, exactly. Feeling, thought, volition, consciousness, and moving freely in the three worlds. But the monk doesn't care. And Fogai comments on Gantho's answer, sit down, saying, you've given him another burden. This is praise, of course. Pile it on! Until there's nowhere for him to go. Gantho then says, you don't understand. That mountain and bring it to me. And then I will tell you. Now the monk is really stymied. How can I pick up a mountain? How can I carry it? Mountains is huge. Stuck to the earth. <laughs> of course, seeing mountain as fixed, separate from himself. I think many of you know that beautiful saying. Before I entered the way, mountains were mountains, rivers were rivers. Went into mountains. Were Mountains, rivers, rivers. Leave me without substance. Now, at last, mountains. Rivers are rivers. To see the true form of your own heart standing, falling, 
always move. Never stop. Always just itself shining. You guys comment Ganto's statement, pick up that mountain and bring it to me is a man who makes himself a Buddha instantly should also make others Buddhas. So in this case, what is Hubai suggesting? Ganto is awake. And being awake, what is his responsibility to this monk? something that may train the monk's mind. You think the mountains out there? Pick it up and bring it to me. And Gendro has a comment. If Gonto had not given his second answer, he got that mountain. His Zen would not have been questioned by others. Again, it seems like a criticism, but he is deeply admiring. His second answer raises great doubt. Great doubt is essential. And then Yogan Sanzaki says, one might think he meant to sit down on the three worlds or have the monks seat himself. So basically, he's like, Kongetsu, let's have some tea. He's disciple. Scolding a great master is in Zen rise the highest praise. To enter into the intimacy of the relationship across the centuries. Yogan Senzaki was speaking in probably the 1950s at this point. Hundreds of years ago, 
Let's have a cup of tea. Then Genro wants to jump in. He says, if the monk asked me what to do when the three worlds threatened, I would answer, world of desire, world of form, world of the forms. What's he doing? What about these three worlds? What about these three worlds? Hmm? Mirror. And then he says, if the monk then said he could not understand it, I would answer, the eastern mountain walks. That may sound familiar to some of you who know Dogen's Mountains and Rivers Sutra, mentioned a few days ago. Dogen said, these mountains and waters at this moment are the manifestation of the great way of ancient Buddhas. Here we are, sitting among these ancient Buddhas who have invited us here, have invited us to enter mountains. Enter the rivers. And Fubai then says, let me carry the koan. If the monk questioned me, I should say, a dewdrop. Think in this way. This dream. And then he says, if he still complained, he could not understand, I would say turns into gems on a lotus leaf. And Genro's verse, and this time I'll do Fugai's answering lines. Three worlds piled up. Waves break on heavens. 
Zen monk sits on one cushion. Throw that cushion out. Kanto opened his mouth to say, Oh, is still in my ear. Pick up that mountain and bring it to me. Last night, someone stole that mountain. So I will end with again, again. Mountains and waters right now are the actualization of the ancient Buddha way. Each abiding in its phenomenal expression realizes completeness. Because mountains and waters have been active since before the empty eon, they are alive at this moment because they have been the self since before form arose. They are emancipation, realization. Green mountains master walking and eastern mountains master traveling on water. Accordingly, these activities are mountains practice. Keeping its own form without changing body and mind, the mountain always practices in every place. You are the mount, you are. You are the rivers. Always. Unceasing. Practicing. Way. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org donate. Thank you for listening.